Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast. Hope you're all doing well. My name's Gary, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 101. It's great to have you here. And joining me as always is Mr. Co-Hosty. I'm not going to say a Wook in the Wookie stuff. I'm not going to go down that road again. Got some weird looks off Mark last week for that. But my co-host, um, is he in the pilot seat or the co- Let's Let's say you're in the pilot seat. Oh, you, know, you can have it this week. It's Mr. Marky Mark. How you doing, dude? Earned it, if anything. So, yeah, yeah, I miss it. So, I'm all right, thanks, dude. Busy week, but you know, is what it is, isn't it? We can uh, talk Star Wars, shoot libraries, as they say in France. Um, doing all right. A little bit cold today, though. A little bit cold. Yeah, it's a bit cold, isn't it? Any old U of K. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Last week we had some warm days, unseasonably warm, and then we're back to true form. This week, a little bit chilly, a little bit chilly. Yeah, yeah. it's all right though. It's all right, dude. Um, what about you? Doing all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. Work is good and busy, and uh, the Star Wars stuff is still trickling through, which is good. Whacked off another bunch of Clone Wars episodes, which is great. Oh, I whacked off another bunch of uh, episodes from the Clone Wars. No, you don't say whacked off. Not whacked off? Is yeah, because that, I could just uh, edit that. Use dis- I could, no, 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 no. I could just use Descript to change that to whacked off to another bunch of Clone Wars episodes. Don't put yourself in that position. All right. I completed another bunch of episodes from the Clone no, Wars. I'm, I'm, no, I feel like I have to talk now. You can't now. watch that. You can't say that. Because I could change that in Descript to be completed myself off to another you got to think strategically about this, because what if there's someone malicious using audio editing right, technology? Right. So, just I read trying to help you so, out, dude. Um, so what have you done this week? I, 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 rela- I, kicked back, I kicked back and relaxed and enjoyed uh, a multitude of episodes from The Clone Wars. No, you can't say that. No? That's no, no, because what you could do is say, no. like, I could take that audio and go, I kicked back, relaxed, and enjoyed a multitude of Clone Wars episodes with... My best friend, while we were naked together, rolling around in butter. I could add that. <laughs> Easy. I read you. Okay, so mm, the AI seems really, really clever. Mm, it is. And also a bit malicious. Ask with intelligence. So. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm glad you well, watched those. For our, for our ever, ever-present Star Wars listener, um, Mark and I are just waxing lyrical about some tech that we've got going on, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I have to talk in a way that Descript is going to understand me. Um, <laughs> Good okay. luck with that one, you bloody southerner. Yeah. So Star Warsy for me, mate, has been all right. Yeah, whacked off a bunch of episodes of the Clone Wars, and uh, and that's all good. Also started reading Skywalker: Family at War, which is good. First couple of chapters in, not too bad so far. I was I was not confused, but I was 
thinking what type of book this would be. Is it going to be some kind of uh, um, a story of the Skywalkers from a distance, just somebody telling us about mm. that stuff, or is it going to be more of a first-hand account stuff? But yeah, I think it's going down the first route so far. But yeah, it's pretty good, dude. It's pretty yeah. sweet. What about you? Anything Star Warsy? <clears throat> yeah, a couple of things. Um, what have I done? Well. I got the Skywalker book out and put it at my bedside table because I was convinced last night I was going to finish the Thrawn Chaos book. Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. Uh, didn't happen in the end. So not finished that one is is the headline, but nearly finished it, which is quite fascinating, actually. I was struggling to get into it a bit because it was introducing all these new characters, but it did so in a way that was uh, a lot quicker than the old Claudia Gray stuff a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sorry, Claudia. Uh, if I keep bringing this up. But uh, yeah, the the, 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 the Zan Thrawn book, it's good, it's decent. And what's I think what's fascinating about it is there's two more to come this year. There's The Greater Good and the last one, which got announced last week. It's like coming this year, man. So there's two of them coming this year. That seems quick. Because the first one it's only crazy. came out in October or September. That's pretty rapid. Mm. Um, but what I thought was fascinating was, uh, and I won't ruin it, but it crosses over with another one of the in-canon Thrawn books, which I was wildly surprised about it. So, you know, the, 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 uh, the I wouldn't say the original trilogy, but the, the new canon original trilogy, it's, uh, it's, it follows the same flow as these ones, where it's present-day story, back-in-the-day story. And the first book is obviously him um, and his, how he sorted out the, the, with, with the Republic and, you know, got embedded and all that stuff, and then it progresses through. Um well, this, this book crosses over with one of those flashbacks, but in this book, it's the present. And I was like, holy crap. So I went back and read. <laughs> I read the, I read the, uh, the, the, the wording in, in both of the books. I like read them side by side. Dude, it's exactly the same. And again, without giving it away, like there are pauses between the conversations in the original book that were clearly left so that in this book, he could add things going on in those gaps. I was like, dude, that is some serious for- forward planning. Because it's not... Timothy. Timothy. It's not... Yeah. <laughs> the Canterbury Tales. It's not a... Uh, it's clearly not an accident because it's been built into the first mm. book. So I was... You know me, I'm, I'm well impressed with shit like that. So that's what that's what my star was. Oh, and I'll tell you what else I did. Um, oh, you can't see it. I've moved it. I finished the old TIE Fighter Lego helmet as well. Um put that in one of those wicked brick display cases with the other helmets. So oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. that's, that's been the week. Mm. Badass. Yeah. Nice. That's it, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, Timothy. He's a Timothy? Yeah. clever guy. Well, clever guy. Both of but I imagine if you're, um, if, if you're writing a, a series of books and stories like that, which I am, <laughs> unless you're, unless you're J.R. Tolkien, you just sort of started those books blind amazingly then you'd probably have all that stuff mapped out i guess well imagine if you're talking to lucasfilm and del rey and stuff you're like look i want to do this book about thrawn well can you have some more can we have some more don't just do one all right i'll do Mm -hmm. three well i'll give you two another one if you need it (laughs) but i guess based on that he'd have to map it all out and be like right okay this is where it all falls into place but i imagine as he was writing that book he probably didn't think and leave this bit out because in the second book I'm going to fill that bit. That would be nuts, man. Unless his brain is like massive, might be. Well, it's 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 more about like how he structured the conversation. Like 
it, so in one of the books, the person that's talking to Thrawn is like, oh, there's a pause going on here. What like that's weird. What's happening here? Like he's not replied as quickly as I expect. And then in this book, it's like, and Thrawn muted the microphone and did something else for a second. And you're like, ah, all right, clever, 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 clever. Because that was sort of you know it was like midnight, and I'm reading. I'm thinking, have I confused myself here? Nope. Sure enough. It's uh, it is that. So yeah, that's pretty badass, man. I love stuff like that. Um, to your point about you know people mapping things out, wouldn't it be nice if George Lucas had done that originally? Um, controversial, I realise. Mm. Clearly didn't, but I like that he like it's what <laughs> I do. You know, if someone went to me, so you had that all planned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. Easy. I don't work any other way. <laughs> <laughs> planned all nine of them, didn't I? In the end. Well, why did all this stuff change then? Did it change? And you're just basically getting gaslighted by George Lucas all the way through your life. Well, I would rather that than be gaslighted by like the government, whatever. If George Lucas wants to lead us down a happy little path, then... Mm, I'll go. I'm I'll be his little jower. Yeah, same. Mm. This is going dark, right? Come on, let's move on. That's what we've been up to in the world at Star Wars. Coming up in today's show... Got a few bits of news to talk about, and then we're on to the random spotlight. It's coming back. It's made a comeback. Da, da, da. Rando. All planned, just like Lucas did. You know that. Actually, no, we said it last week. No, we're, we're better than Lucas. Well, that's quite the statement. We're better <laughs> than George Lucas. We, uh, Yeah, we said it last week. We're going to bring it back, and here we are. But before we get on to all that jazz, if you like the show, remember to listen for free. And follow us on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. You can find links to all of the popular apps over there. We'd love to have you as a follower. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Again, just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or there are links on the website, which is sparkofrebellion.com. Come and get involved over there. We chat Star Wars stuff throughout the week. And if you like the show and want to get involved and support us, then you can do that via our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on from a dollar upwards and uh, get yourself some swag and support us. We'd love uh, to have your support. It keeps uh, keeps us going. I'm going to give give you guys some some more content as we go on and, uh, and get some more followers over there. And thank you to our current patrons as well. Love your guys' continued support. Uh, we literally wouldn't be here without you. So thank you very much. Much appreciated. Well, we would not be here without you. Mm. So much appreciated. First bit of news, Mark. This is a carryover from last week. Oh, is it? Yeah. You're like, Gaz, I need to talk about this. It's imperative that we talk about it this week and we don't carry it over. Watch thing, isn't it? It's the watch. The detail on this, it's all, you know what I mean? Where do you even start? Go on then. You do it. God, look at him. God. So, yeah, and then at the end of it, you were like, actually, guys, yeah, let's carry it over. <laughs> so, if you've got some bunts knocking around, and I mean serious bunts, mm. you can bag yourself. This, I mean, this watch is unbelievable. Let's be honest. There are star, there's Star Wars jewellery, I guess this falls under, Star Wars watches, and then there's this Star Wars watch. So most of the time, I think the, the most detailed slash most expensive watch that I'd seen prior to this were uh, a series of watches that were like, there was a Boba Fett version, a 3PO, a Vader, Stormtrooper, 
Um, I can't remember the manufacturer of the watch, but um, and they were about 150 British pounds, I believe, something like that. This one comes along, blows it out of the water. We're talking $150,000. That's $150,000. Yeah, good. It's from uh, Cross Studio. I've never heard of these guys before, but uh, apparently... Apparently, they're pretty, pretty decent watches, but there we go. So Star Wars from Cross Studio comes in a massive, uh, decent-sized container. Looks like something out of one of the Star Wars video games. It's like one of those typical um, crates that you see lying around on the Death Star or something like that. Other than the bright orange colour, like the shape of it and everything is very um, first-person shooter. I'm going to hide behind this thing for cover sort of crate. But what it does, it houses the watch and a couple of cool little things. So you've got these little canisters these little capsules that sort of screw out and you take them out. Uh, one of them has got the actual watch itself. Another one's got a couple of straps. And then the other one has got this cool little Kyber crystal prop, movie prop, which is kind of badass. And then the watch itself, it's just ridiculously detailed. It's got uh, the time, the, the hands, one of them's a superstar destroyer, another one's a standard one. And they rotate around what looks like half of the Death Star dome. And you've got the little laser on there as well. And uh, yeah, it's just ridiculously detailed. You see all the little cogs, all the little inner workings underneath that, which looks nice. And then around the outside, you've got the little Death Star lighting pattern as well, which I love. And the whole thing is in this really nice uh, sort of gunmetal grey kind of look. It's really, really nice. What say you, dude? Is this is on? Is Sam going to get this on the Christmas list from you? Better had. From her um, yeah. It's mental, isn't it? It's, it really is mental. Like, when you look at it, apparently one of these containers has got so many kyber crystals, and these are genuine kyber crystals, and I said genuine as if they exist, but they're movie props from Rogue One. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the Lucasfilm, by the looks of it, then have bought into it, arranged a profit-sharing agreement, you know, provided props to be used and sold off, and... Um, yeah, it's nuts. It is pretty nuts, man, in all, in all fairness. Like, it's 80 kilograms, one of the containers, which includes the watch in these eight, is it eight Kybers. Um, I mean, it's a proper elite thing. It's a properly elite thing. A couple of details about the watch as well. Um, the way it's milled, is is look it looks pretty gnarly to be honest the way they coded it, it, it they're saying there, you know, 300,000 lines of code, which is actually not that much, but they, you know, that's a, that's a chunk for a, a fairly custom watch. And then there's no crown. It's the D-ring at the back, which, you know, like it or lump it, you know, whatever. It's some horologists, I'm sure, will be going crazy about that. But it's um, like it's sort of the ultimate, not the ultimate, but one of the ultimate most recent Star Wars status symbols you can probably get. You know what I mean? It's like, look what I've got. Look what I can afford. It's uh, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like when they released those apps that were like a grander pop just to say that you could have them. You know, back in like 08 when the iPhone came out with them stupid apps where it was like pay five, ten grand, whatever it was for these apps and only the super elite could prove they had it. It was, it was just a clear status symbol. Um, but dude, the watch is all right. So it's got a, it, I don't really know how you say this. I'm sure my uh, my good friend Connor Stanage will kick my face in for this one. But I think it's called a Torbion, um, which is, it's that rotating and, and, and that kind of machinery, that visible machinery. Um, that is behind the scenes to make the watch more accurate. And uh, it's got the Death Star plonked on the top. So, like, the detail of this is really, really sweet. If you're either a horologist or if you're, if you're a you know, rich Star Wars fan, it's all right. I could, I'd have this 100% if I had the money to throw away. I'd, I'd 100% have this. Um, just, I'd be terrified of wearing it. 
exactly. That was my thought exactly. I'd have it. Absolutely. But it would just sit in its little display case and not really do anything. You know what was, you know what happened? First day out you wore it, scratch. You know it. Of course. Dude, 100%. That happens with like everything. Yeah. You know, whatever yeah. you get, you get something brand new. And uh, inst- like the, something happens, you damage it on day one, and then you never damage it again. You know what I mean? Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way early. There you go. Star Wars Watch from Cross Studio. Mm. I'm not going to put a link in the show notes for oh. you all flock to go and buy one. Unless our listenership is, you know, fairly <laughs> affluent. Then, uh, just look it up. Just go up to, just go on Google. Just put Cross with a K. Cross Studio Star Wars Watch. Easy, isn't it? And if you can afford it, go to patreon.com slash spacker. Choose a tier. If you can afford this watch, then you can go on to the highest tier on Patreon. Get on the big tier. I would say. Get on the big boy tier. Mm. I think you get exec- executive producer rights on that one. Send you some business cards. Get them from Vistaprint. Single-sided, not double-sided. We do not skimp around here. So, moving on. The Ahsoka TV series that is, I think, is due to land next year. It's not this year, is it? No, I think it's next year. So, some rumours abound that lead into this whole Ezra and Thrawn thing again. So this keeps popping its head up every couple of weeks or every once a month. We get a story in from somebody. It could be a YouTuber, the old Doomcock or whatever, or it could be a source, I don't know. And it's like, yep, Ezra's coming back for sure. Is he going to have a a cameo in something else? Is he getting his own show? We don't know. This latest rumour seems to suggest that uh, both Ezra and Thrawn will be back, but they'll be folded into the Ahsoka Tano show. And this has come by way of comicbookmovie.com, and they have cited their source as somebody called Daniel RPK over on Daniel RPK's Patreon, apparently. So Dan has told us, Dan! Dan has told Dan. us the following. Asaka Tano, Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson, is on the hunt for the evil Grand Admiral Thrawn in the hope it will help her locate the missing Ezra Bridger, the young Jedi that disappeared with Thrawn many years ago. That says to me that the, the main storyline for this show is going to be Asako. Asako? Why well, keep saying Asako? The main storyline is going to be Ahsoka Tano on the hunt for Ezra. And the only way she can get to Ezra is via Thrawn. So this kind of um, uh, circumvents the idea of having a dedicated show for Ezra and Thrawn. They're going to be part of this one. I'm not hating that idea, to be honest. That could be kind of cool. Just get these three dudes together because they, that is at the end of Star Wars Rebels, that is how it sort of unfolded towards the end there. So it could be a nice follow-on dude. But yeah, this latest source is... Saying that, saying that, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty much a given that we're going to see Thrawn and Ezra. Because I mean, what what is there for Ahsoka? You know, unless she's going to be sort of a journeyman Jedi, you know, a grey Jedi, sort of just out there in the galaxy five years after Return of the Jedi and solving problems. And I don't know if anyone's really interested in that. You know, that's I'd rather see Luke do that, and I think everyone would. You know, everyone would rather see Luke being the Jedi that's going around being the Jedi. Um, it does make more sense for Ahsoka to have a clear arc and a clear path, which which completes her story that started in the Clone Wars. Um, and I think what's fascinating about it as well is that Thrawn's such an interesting character, always has been, you know, and I think 
um, arguably in canon now is a little bit more interesting than back in the day because he seems a little bit more fleshed out. You know, he's not just a standard empire um, guy with a kind of overlay of an art interest and a tactical strategic mind. He's now, you know, he's got he's got much more about him. Um, so I think it, it would be sort of remiss of Disney not to uh, not to give Ahsoka that arc. And then why would you not follow up Rebels? Because it was left clearly for a reason. Um, it leads to another few things. You know, does, does this open the, the door for Harrison Duller? Does it open the door for um, even people like the Alphabet Squadron that are operating around this time, that are, you know, pulled in through Harrison Duller? You know, there's a lot of opportunity with this. And we've seen... So many networks and so many streaming platforms backdoor pilot other things off the back of other things. Case in point, Ahsoka. Case in point, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, you, we've seen a lot of this. It's a very common tactic to backdoor pilot so much other stuff. Um, and it feels like Ahsoka's probably going to be A, another springboard for two or three more other things. It's just a, it's, It feels like natural growth of the characters. So I think it's a fairly nailed-on assumption that we'll see Thrawn because there was no need to mention it otherwise in the original appearance by Ahsoka. Whether we'll see Ezra, you know, is Ezra the MacGuffin? Will we see him by the end of it? You know, how are they going to handle that? Do they take the Mandalorian approach where a lot of things are resolved early and then new things are brought up? Or is that the arc for season one? Does it push to season two? I mean, who knows with that one? I'd be shocked if we didn't see those two. What's more interesting is, do we see Harrison Duller? Do we see more Luke? popping up. I mean, you've got a very, very powerful Jedi or Force user out in the wild. Ain't no chance that Luke doesn't know about it. You know, ain't no chance. Uh, and especially with the ties with the Skywalker family, you would think that the second that, you know, Luke Skywalker's name goes from Din Djarin to Ahsoka, which inevitably it could do, there's no way that she doesn't start to look for the name Skywalker. You know what I mean? There's so many little things that it feels like they're probably looking at doing. Because let's be honest, it feels like they're trying to connect things, not disjoint them. You know, I know a lot of that is sort of leaning on fan service, but based on what they've done with Boba Fett, bringing in stuff from Aftermath and Timothy Oliphant's character, bringing in Luke, you know, bringing in the Dark Troopers, it doesn't feel like they're trying to disjoint things. It feels like they're trying to connect things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think you nailed it with Ahsoka having a clear arc and a clear journey and a goal for that series because otherwise who wants it it will just be like Annika Rice you know she's just going to turn up each week challenge Ahsoka repel down yeah challenge it yeah she's just going to repel down from a ship and then she's going to be like the A team like oh yeah you're a Jedi you can help us solve this problem and then next week she's doing someone else's a, yeah, a favor you know all that stuff so there will be some of that of course yeah but that'll be more like an isolated filler week yeah like they did with but, Mando yeah yeah and then um, what you also mentioned about that as a springboard to other things that could come later and stuff like that I think Disney Plus is all about that in, in terms of Star Wars anyway I think uh, the whole interconnectivity thing that they've seen success with with the Marvel stuff I think they're really tapping into that so I think you're right, man. It's uh, it's probably we'd be shocked if Ezra and Thrawn didn't appear, rather than are they going to be in it? And uh, yeah, no, read you, man. Who was your casting for Thrawn? Who would you like to see as Thrawn? For Thrawn, mm, 
Ah, that's a, uh, an interesting one. I probably would say off the top of my head. Um, uh, who's the guy that rejected it already? Cumberbatch. That was Cumberbatch. Said no, yeah. Didn't he? yeah, he would have been a good one, actually. Um, what about Michael Keaton? Has he got a slim enough face? Because he is quite... He's quite old now. I wouldn't say old, but, you know, he's knocking on a bit. He's got the right mm. sort of age for Thrawn. He could be cool. Uh, oh, I'll tell you who would be good if they could age him properly is the, the young chap that played uh, the Riddler, Edward Nigma, in the Gotham series. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, he's a sort of bit Cumberbatch, isn't he? Yeah, he'd be cool. What about you? Anyone? I nah, you would go easy, innit? I'd go for... Mark Strong, the guy that played Sinistro in the uh, Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. Oh, okay. About the right age. Just because he's kind of, you know, he's old enough to be aged up and aged down. He's got some serious acting chops, but he's not too big for TV. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's Disney, so it's bloody Star Wars. They'll probably get anyone, but you get my point on that one. Um, (laughs) Someone like that, Mark Strong or someone. He he needs to have that very Mm. strong angular face you know what i mean you're not getting tom hardy for this are you exactly mate yep you don't want a big muscle bound brute it's not thrawn isn't about physical power is he he's about mental cleverness and yeah can handle himself got the martial arts i'll tell you it'll be perfect dude but i don't think it'll ever happen absolutely perfect tom hiddleston it wouldn't happen it's never gonna happen but he'd be perfect wouldn't it Got the build, would actually, yeah. Got the night manager behind him, like he's a bit of a hard bastard, but he's got that kind of, you know, that Loki sort of delivery. It's all about the mind, not the physicality. He would be good, but not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Oh dear. God, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, that would be sweet. Be good, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah, it'd be good. He's got the right voice for it as well. Yeah, he's got that kind of sort of sinister, quiet voice. Anyway. We're going to continue with Disney Plus for some news. Qui-Gon Jinn is apparently um, going to make an appearance um, in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Probably as a voiceover type thing, not as a live-action uh, actual appearance. But uh, the book that we spoke about earlier, Skywalker, Family at War, there's a little paragraph in there. And this also, it, it's just a retelling, really, of what... Um, Yoda says to to Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith um, you know when they're deciding to go off and take the twins here and there Obi-Wan says I'll take Luke the Tatooine and and all that and then Yoda's like before you go I just want to let you know that I've been speaking to Qui-Gon I'll teach you how to commune through to the netherworld all good so this is a follow on from that it's a little snippet in the book that says uh, pretty much the same thing before he and Yoda had parted ways the old Jedi revealed that Obi-Wan's beloved Master Qui-Gon had returned from the netherworld of the Force, manifesting his conscious mind even after death. It took 10 years, but eventually Obi-Wan was able to commune with his dearest friend, resurrected within the cosmic Force. So that important, the important bit there is the 10-year uh, thing. So it took Obi-Wan roughly-ish 10 years to get his act together. And I think that's when the Obi-Wan show is kicking off, right? Roughly 10 years afterwards. So this kind of makes sense. So... Um, even though we had this in the in the in the movie that Obi Wan was going to do this was to train himself so he could communicate, we've now got a little bit of um, confirmation of that stuff in this book. But it's more important about the time frame side of things. 
So we could have these little scenes where Obi-Wan is meditating and stuff. And as a little convo with Qui-Gon, I can see this happening, dude. This will be good. I'd be flabbergasted if this didn't happen. I would be shocked. And I'll tell <laughs> you for why. It was it was mentioned in the certain point of view. I made a couple of notes on this one when it came up. Like It was mentioned in certain point of view as happening. So you know when Luke bails from from Obi-Wan's little hook, goes back, finds Aunt Beru and, and Uncle Owen, you know, burnt to a cinder, and then he comes back. During that time, in canon, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon commune. They talk about that, what's just happened. So, like, that is, from a certain point of view, it's, it's, been, it's become canon that, that they are regularly talking. Number two, it's the only mission that he has got other than looking after Luke, which is a pretty long-term thing. You know, it's the only thing that he's been tasked that gives him any semblance of connection to the Jedi that he's suddenly just been pulled away from. You know what I mean? Plus, you know, Qui-Gon started all this shit. <laughs> you know? So who, who better to, to commune with about the fall of the Chosen One than, than Qui-Gon Jinn? And then the last reason that this is this is almost a certainty is what better way to send fans batshit crazy than to get a surprise Liam Neeson appearance and and to like it he's been back for the Clone Wars dude he came back as a voice he said that he mm. wants to do it again publicly I would I would argue that this is almost a no brainer and I would I would be shocked if it didn't happen I can see why it wouldn't happen as well because. They don't want to pander to cliche and pander to the fans, but I would be shocked if this didn't happen. Same. Same, same. Would it be cool if we had a a, a semi, you know, a transparent force ghost of Qui-Gon, like yeah. proper scene, you know, like Luke and Obi-Wan in, on Hoth? Mm -hmm. Or even on Dagobah, you know, when... Obi-Wan literally turns up and just props himself up as a little sit-down on the log as a chat. Well, there's some that opportunity, cool. isn't there? Yeah, there is, it would be badass, that, because there's a lot of chances here with... Like, the most fascinating Force Ghost appearance is arguably Yoda in The Last Jedi, because he can he can do stuff. He can interact with the real world. He can set shit on fire, call down the lightning. Um, he, can, um, he can hit things, you know? He can connect with things you know, outside of sitting on a log, which Obi-Wan did, you know, he, he was very clearly intended to show that these things can, they've developed. So it does make you wonder, like, are they going to go retcon that and say, yeah, they've always been able to do this. Why do you think they can stand on solid earth? Do you know what I mean? Is it, is this their chance to say, yeah, of course they can do that, you know, and, and they, they do mm. some, I don't know. It's, it's one of those like force healing things where, you know, when we saw it in the, in the, in the Mandalorian, like the week before the Rise of Skywalker came out and Grogu healed Din Djarin, you're like, fucking hell, that's going to be in the film next week, isn't it? That was a <laughs> retcon. It was just a clear prep, you know? <laughs> this is just their chance to do so. So, I don't know, there's, there's opportunity here for them to just expand some of this stuff out. It's fascinating. So, yeah, it could be cool, man. I like it. I like this one. If they do do it, it would be good. I like that. Me like um, it. Just going back on what you said. Obi-Wan's got F all else to do. There's only so many times you can paint the inside of a igloo-shaped hut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That nice, you know, eggshell, off-white colour. You know? How about the texture, innit? Hey, let's... Uh, 
Just before we get to the next story, did just did a little bit of Googling on... Uh, well, actually, I put in Tom, Tom Hiddleston Thrawn to see if there were any previous rumours about it. Turfed up this 10... Uh, it's this it's this Screen Rant article. Uh, the Mandalorian, 10 actors who could play Grand Admiral Thrawn. Let me run you through some that are absolutely badass ideas, right? Because there sure. are some good ones in here. So, yes, Hiddleston's in there. Of course he is. Um, you've got your Benedict Cumberbatches. Um, there are some that are rubbish. Hugo Weaving, too obvious. Um, you know, mm. Agent Smith. Lars Mikkelsen, again, bit obvious. Brilliant, but a bit obvious. Um, Lee Pace, no, not first. Anthony Starr, so the guy from uh, The Boys who plays Homelander. Nah, not first on oh. that one. But then, there are some good ones. So, Hiddleston, yes. Ian Glenn, who played Khaleesi's guard in uh, Game of Thrones. Like, he's got some serious gravitas. He's a good one. He's already got the right hair. He's got the right line, hasn't he? John mm. Hamm from oh. Mad Men. Mm-hmm. That's a solid choice. Um, a bit chunky. A little bit chunky on that side. But maybe the best casting, I think it probably even beats uh, Hiddleston. Good old Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Oh, fast, but yeah, yeah, it's not a bad choice. He's good, him. He's got some he serious good. weight behind him. Like, he can, he's a terrifying guy. He's almost got that look already down, though. You know, yeah. the Magneto look. He's he's already got that kind of piercing eyes. Yeah, and he looks ticking psycho. Over in his brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He can turn on psycho, or he can be friendly like he was in the Steve Jobs film and then turn on a sixpence. Yes, exactly. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know when you say these actors' names out loud and you immediately just paint them blue? Mm. I don't mean like, are they feeling down? But if you literally paint them blue, (laughs) have that hairline. Yeah, man. At least three of those actors would work brilliantly. Big Big time. Big time. All right, well, Kath, come and see us. We'll uh, we'll give you some more in-depth uh, chat on that. Kathleen! Kennedy. Not right, last bit that, of news. None of that doomcock shit round here. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> Let's continue with the Obi-Wan stuff. This one's funny. Only because of the title of the... The, 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 the thing itself is not funny, but the article title is very funny. So over at LRM Online they have posted what looks like either a security guard driving around on set, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi set, or some kind of, I don't know, prop designer, producer, whoever. It looks like they're in a golf buggy. They're driving around the new set. They're filming it on their phone. And for the sake of your own well-being, you would you would lock that shit down. Like, right, I've just recorded the Obi-Wan Kenobi set. I know that this is a hot topic. You do not send it around. Yeah. Who printed this out for Joan? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> Everyone's got it now. And the title of the title of the, ep- of the article is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi set video is probably going to get someone fired. <laughs> and uh, that is absolutely true. And I'm, I hate to say it, but the person who did this, who when they find out where this has come from, they're gone. They're gone, but the actual video is sweet, dude. And it looks like they're on. Um, it, the article the article goes on to say that it looks like they're at Mose Eisley on Tatooine. It looks pretty badass, um, just like you would imagine it to look like 
pulled straight from A New Hope or whatever, The Mandalorian. It's pulled straight from there. It looks very cool. But the title is really funny. I can imagine that's going to happen. Star Wars slash Lucasfilm. They're ruthless, man. They will get rid of this person. Big Guaranteed. Time. Yeah. Big time. Big time, big time, big time. It's uh, Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it's like, I don't even know if you'd want to risk your job for it. Like, what's it worth? What do you get? You know what I mean? You get, what, 600 quid from the sun? Do you know what I mean? What do you get? What do you get for this? Um, but I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this, like you said, the set looks fine. It just looks like Tatooine. You know, of course it does. You know, it's it just looks all right, doesn't it? And there's a few like paste tables knocking about where they're still messing around with the rendering and the paper mache for the buildings. You know, they're still screwing around with it all. But just don't get what you get from sharing this. Like, what do you get from sharing this? Yeah, unless you claim that your phone was hacked or something. And- yeah, 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 yeah. But you're still you know, gone. They'll but, find an excuse. Of course, yeah. I'm confused though, mate. Can you clear this up for me? If possibly, because it says here that the Obi-Wan Kenobi set out in Los Angeles is where this was filmed. I thought they were doing this stuff at some little village in the UK and all the villagers got their pitchforks out and were like, we're not happy that you've built a set in the middle of the village. Is this not the same thing? Well, that's what confused me as well, dude, because down in Harlow or Marlow or wherever it was, um, where was the Jawa? Oh, that was in uh, that was in Stafford, wasn't it? Um, so <clears throat> yeah, like I have to admit, I was the same thing. I was like, is, so is this on a lot? Is this on like the lot? You know, is this like a sound not a sound stage because it's clearly outside, but is it um, is it on a studio premises? And then why are they in why are they in England? Because like the weather's shite in England. And you've got to bring a pile of sand in. And no one wants to see Obi-Wan wrestling around in wet sand. So, a couple of things. Does this imply that he's leaving and going elsewhere to another planet? And that's the studio here in England. Because they very often do that. You know, Guardians will be filmed at, uh, in, in the Atlanta big soundstage and then it'll come over here for, for, for on-location stuff. Or maybe they're getting B footage or whatever. I don't know. But... Is he leaving? Or did someone get it wrong? You know, is Obi-Wan taking the blame again for this? Qui-Gon's like, oh, that was me again, but not around to take the flak for this. Um, you know, was it something else Star Wars that they're doing? I don't know what else they're filming. Maybe it's a movie, I don't know. But yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it, that actually? It is a weird one. And the more I think about it, why would you build a Tatooine Desert soundstage in England? Yeah. It would, it's be, outside, it would be your it? last choice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it wasn't inside. It wasn't like at Pinewood. It was like outside. It was outside, yeah. yeah. And it's been belting it down, mate. Yeah. It's like, where are we going to build this Tatooine set? Bear in mind, everybody, Tatooine is the driest planet in the Star Wars galaxy. England's out. We're not going there. Oh, but my auntie lives like in the village. She can make yeah. us some brews. Oh, go on then. We'll just get some umbrellas. And yeah, put them weird, all over the sand. <laughs> yeah, one giant umbrella. That's probably what they're complaining about. Also, don't mind you putting an umbrella a roof. Up. Yeah, a roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, that's what I was driving at. A roof. Yeah. Don't mind you building a set, but the roof you put up. Why is it bright yellow? Why is it bright pink? Who knows. Well, that's to simulate the sunlight, isn't it? 
you know, Obi Wan yeah, loves a bit of needed pink, him. So. That's news. As always, some of the stuff that we've spoken about, please take it with a pinch of salt. We are not saying that this has come from Lucasfilm, etc. No. These are just the crazy people living on the internet. That crazy. So with a pinch of salt. Right, mate. Let's resurrect the random spotlight. All right. And um, as a complete sort of paradox, I've chosen something that isn't random. <laughs> Because my train of thought was, we've spoken a lot about the Disney Plus stuff, the Obi-Wan stuff, Tatooine. I've picked the Crate Dragon, so which is completely not random compared or alongside what we've spoken about in the news. However. The connected uh, spotlight, the tenuously linked spotlight. All right. It's a better name, isn't it? Better name. The Crate Dragon, dude, for the random spotlight. This is something that has been a a creature that's been on the sidelines, dude, up until the Mandalorian. It's one of those mythical type things where they had no budget to do a proper crate dragon in A New Hope. So when Luke has got his ass kicked by the Tuscans, Obi-Wan turns up. Take your pick on the sound effect. Don't want to get into that. He turns up. He emulates a crate dragon call or attack, scream, whatever. Tuscans shit their pants, run off. There we go. That's the only time that it's... And it, it, they don't even say in the film, do they? They don't say, oh, what the, oh, hold on. That was a crate dragon, right? Nice. What other impressions do you do? It's none of that. We don't even know it's a crate dragon. It's not until um, years later where we started getting video games and books and stuff where they started to explore the, 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 the beasts and burden, I guess, of Tatooine from these other stories and whatnot. And the crate dragon always comes up. It's always one of those things. And I think in one particular video game, you faced off against a crate dragon. But it was this tiny little thing. <laughs> it was like the size of a, a Fiat 500, approximately, give or take an inch. Mm. So then you didn't really see anything else other than that. Fast forward in time, dude. And we have this freaking massive, it's like Godzilla style crate dragon in The Mandalorian. That was the episode that you guys will remember where he teams up with, uh, is it Cobb? Cobb Vanth? That's the dude. Yep. Teams up with Cobb and the other Tuscan Raiders. They form a partnership, go and take it down, uh, Bobby Runkle. Uh, but the, um, the, the the reason why I like the Crate Dragon uh, is because we still don't know a lot about it. They expanded on it a little bit more in The Mandalorian. That was cool. But even when they reference it in stories, like especially in the EU books from back in the day and the video games, as I said, it was still very much, uh, yeah, it's just this beast dragon thing some of them have got wings apparently there's one that's massive and has got wings and used to knock about up in the sky and stuff and um yeah apparently one had wings like a giant super crate uh, i think it was called the crate thing the great crate or something like that mm. and it had wings and stuff uh, and then the only other reference we see is when c3po is walking through the desert and he walks past the big skeleton nobody knew what it was turns out it was a crate dragon skeleton there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a fan of the crate, dude. And the reason why I like it is because it hasn't been done to death. We, get, we don't see it come up all the time. It's mm-hmm. like this. We've seen it. Yep. It's all good. But it's still got an air of mystery about it. And I like it. I like it. 
Yeah, I hear you on that one, dude. It's uh, it's one of those fascinating things that you know, like, like like many things in Star Wars that start life as just these throwaway references and then turn into these big pop cultural pieces of the puzzle. Um, you know, the blue milk, the fucking ice cream maker. You know what I mean? There's there's a few of them, isn't there? <laughs> and and the crate dragon seems to be one of them. Like I like this idea of the apex predator style on Tatooine as well. And you know, every planet's got one of those. Us. You know, we've got Donald Trump, Apex Predator, Numero Uno, and it's... Donald, if you are listening, you can afford Patreon, Spark Rebellion. Um, it's Patreon. I love Patreon. It's going to be huge. Believe Bring me. Up. It's huge. Terrific. Knowing personally, I was talking to Patreon all day yesterday on the phone. <laughs> really <laughs> likes what I'm doing here. Believe me. Likes the campaign. we got everything figured out. It's going to be patreon.com forward slash Donald Trump forward slash Nebraska. Everything's on. It's all good. Huge. The biggest Patreon campaign, believe me, that you have ever seen. Already happened. You just never saw it. I wonder mm. if he's got a Patreon. Of course he has. Likes his, but that's how he builds all his buildings. Mm. Would you like another parking lot? Support me. <laughs> Patreon.com. Now we're morphing into Arnold, aren't we? (laughs) Come on, support me on Patreon. Come on. (laughs) That work crowd. Get to the donation. Right. So, create dragon there. The The big question is, though, the big question. Oh, here we go. Was the pavement his actual enemy? The pavement was his enemy. Or was it just a a foul circumstance? It's me, your brother. What a film. <laughs> the best thing about that entire film is, yakety yak, don't talk back. <laughs> oh, yeah, the plane, yeah, yeah. What Belter a... of a song. In it. And what belts a, that out, yeah. What a mint film that was. What a film. You know, they're doing triplets, and the triplet is Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, I heard that, yeah. What a way <laughs> to up the ante. Right. Oh, man. Anyway, Crate Dragon. Anyways. Yeah, Crate Dragon's a fun little thing. Um, you know, I was I was blown away by that in uh, in the Mandalorian as well. I was like, whoa, like that was a that's a serious beast, which was clearly picked up from the skeleton in a new hope. It was like, right, I need to wrap some flesh around a skeleton like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a that's that's I mean, how we build things, it's how Star Wars works, isn't it? You see something and it sticks and you build around it. But um yeah, I, I think stuff like this is always interesting, dude, because it, it just like they seep into the psyche of people, you know, and everything from the sound and then the mythology around the sound and, uh, you know, all all of that becomes just a little subplot in this kind of historical, cultural look at Star Wars. And it always fascinates me, this stuff, because, like, Star Wars has got so many facets to it. You know, it, it's somehow old-fashioned, yet somehow very, very kind of futuristic. It's highly techno- technological, but yet somehow mystical. It's very um, computer-based, and uh, but yet somehow very organic. So you've kind of... It, it's weird how it can always straddle this. And like the Crate Dragon, when you when you think about it, like the dragon versus hyperspace travel. And then you've got the, you know, the Purgils in, or the Purgils in, in, in Rebels that sort of bridge that gap. And you're like, how can these concepts exist? in the same place, and it'd be all right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's this weird thing that Star Wars seems to be one of the few things to be able to manage to tread so nicely. You know, arguably there's a couple of other things, Dune maybe, and I don't know, maybe maybe things like Battlestar, but, you know, not maybe not quite so much. But there's just a, a way that Star Wars manages this, which baffles me. And the Crate Dragon is like... 
it's 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 like the 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 complete top of the tree for that organic animalistic natural side of things um i think it's fascinating man i think it's fascinating like why why when you were writing star wars it's called star wars why did you put a dragon in there you know what i mean what what was the thought process behind that it could have been anything and given that you know he's made up Gamorians and Ugnaughts and he's made up droids and he's made up Darth Vader and he's made up the Force and he's made up Skywalker. Why go for a dragon in sand? Do you know what I mean? It's those little things that are fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Came out of his brain. Luke. His big old Lucas. brain. Lucas. Now, you, dude. I think he's named after himself. Yeah. I think Luke is named after George Lucas. Never thought of that. He probably is. Ah. It's hard coming up with names and for character names and stuff in stories, dude. And all mine are called Dennis and the Bin Men. I fucking hell, Dennis the Bin Men. He's back again. Why are you here, Dennis? He's like just emptying the bin. Leave it out. That's my middle name. What your middle name is? I want that to be true. Dennis, correct? Because it's my dad's first name. Yeah. Do you, are you absolutely winding me up here? Because I never met anyone called Dennis, <laughs> apart from the kid at school that was called Dennis, but he left, no one knows where he went. No, no. My dad was feeling selfish, obviously, at the time. The Dennis, what are you going to call your kid? Uh, well, the missus wants Gary. I'll have the other one. Mm. Gary Dennis. There you go. Trivia. Personal trivia. Do you know what as well? Yeah. <clears throat> like, you and me have both got shit 80s names. Like, imagine now, you got a kid. New kid, 2021. What have you called it? Gary. So imagine a little two-year-old in 2K23 running around and you're there with all the Chelsea's and the Britney's and the Jacks and the Arthur's and the Henry's, right? Gary. <laughs> Gary. Ga- get down, Gary. And then yep. I'm the same, right? Mark is a shit ate his name. No, no one. Not. Yes, it no. is. Imagine a two-year-old running around now called Mark. Mark. Yeah, sounds like a joiner. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think Mark is as bad as Gary. It I is. think Gary's got this. Uh, and you've, um, if you've listened to, and you're not in the UK uh, to us regularly, uh, we come across these. Uh, what's the the term like colloquial stuff i guess around stuff in the uk and especially north south divide and stuff but i would say that gary in the uk is a bit of a chavy essex type of horrible sort of 80s name yeah mark, it is. but no I mark is no mark's you do no mark's the guy that used to own the chip shop and now he's got no. a range rover in his 60s He's that guy. He's the guy that was the builder and the joiner, and he'd come round and he'd always like he'd, he'd always turn up from the bar with like six packs of Worcester sauce crisps, and he went for a pint of Fosters. He's that guy. He's the joiner that comes round, sorts you out, and like d- don't get me wrong, I'm up for that. I'll take that role. <laughs> not for that. But what I'm not gonna do is name my kid Mark. Do you know what I mean? Ima- just imagine it. Imagine it. All right. And what's this kid's name? Jack, get down. Henry, get Charlie, get down. Yeah, my kid's called Mark. Oh, brilliant. Good. I don't know, man. I think you're selling your name short there, dude. No, no I'm not. Yeah. No, he's not. No. Well, when you have kids, man, obviously the first name that's going to come to mind now is Gary. 
So, fucking hell. Thumbs up. Or Dennis, take your pick. I love that. I love that, Dennis. Dennis. Get down. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Good. There were no Star Wars characters called Dennis. Bit annoying. Well, there might be. It was all planned. <laughs> anyway, I have to dig out that address to send in a complaint letter. Sure. Right, that's going to do for episode 101 before we go down a real long rabbit hole of, of nonsense. So thank you very much for joining us for another week. It's been amazing as always. Next week, um, we're going to try and crack on with these random spotlights because they are good. We're going to get some news in, of course. There's bound to be some nonsense around some rumours. We might get some legit stuff, who knows, but we'll get the old random spotlight rocking and rolling. So thank you very much. As I said earlier, we'd love to have you as a follower. So um yeah, just uh, search for Sparkle Rebellion on your preferred podcast app and uh, and hit that follow button or just go to sparklerebellion.com. You can listen to all the episodes there and there are links to the socials as well. We're on those, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to support the show, uh, do that on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Rebellion. Get yourself some stickers and some other swag. Check out the tiers there. We'd love to have you as a supporter and thank you to our current patrons. Another week. It's been good, buddy. You know what they say, another week, another dollar. Gary says that. Patreon.com slash Spark Rebellion. Start from a dollar. <laughs> I put the mark in marketing, even though it's a shit name. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Always fun to chat. Yeah, it's good to get back to some of the random spotlights. I know we've got we've got a meeting for you listening. Um, we've got a meeting, haven't we, guys? I, I don't know, whenever it is, next week, week after. We've got a meeting sometime in the future. Um, just to talk about, like, new segments and stuff. So maybe we'll get some new stuff coming down the wire uh, as well. But we'll see about that. But in the meantime, good to get the random spotlight back. Um, what else do we do? We do like a review and discussion, didn't we, back in the day? We should do that. Like, we should do these special episodes where we dig deep into stuff more. Like, the High Republic one was good. So we should do more of that. But anyway, I'm digressing. Good to chat, dude. We should do more. We will do more, of course. Yeah. Hmm. It's been good. Thank you to you, the ever-present Star Wars listener. It's been great to have you here. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. And may the Force be with you always. Always.